Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And today we are going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about building up franchises. We're going to talk about how things have changed over the pandemic. And if you're implementing EOS, some of the methodologies, and if you're thinking about implementing EOS, what you probably have to do beforehand in your company. Before I start introducing and talking to Jerry Hanley, remember our podcast is brought to you by storycruise.com. You know, whether you're a consultant, a franchisor, or business running EOS, video marketing has become a must. The Story Cruise is the ultimate resource for finding videographers, for finding those editors, for finding those marketers. And it's used by many running EOS, including Gino Wickman, to find the resources. The best thing is video case stories. You can use those of your customers, of your clients to 4X, 10X your sales marketing campaigns. Go to storycruise.com slash EOS to get started. And after that mouthful, Jerry Hanley, thank you very much. Hey. For, yeah, awesome. That's what's well, great to have you. Uh, he's coming from Safety Harbor right down the road from me, home of this year's Super Bowl. Well, right down the road from the Super Bowl. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but Jerry, thank you so much for being on. Uh, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Excited. So tell me, um, let's tell, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, we had some interesting conversation beforehand about getting ready before you get an EOS, finding that visionary integrator role, what that is and why it's important and how marketing has, you know, how companies could have taken advantage of marketing in 2020 and 2021 upcoming. But before we get into all that, tell me about how you got to Safety Harbor, Florida and doing what you do. Well, guys, I, I moved here back about five, six years ago now. I was recruited by a faith-based company and working my faith and business is very important to me. And I was recruited by this company that was a large franchisor and they really wanted someone of you know, faith to come in and, and uh, be the COO. So I accepted that and moved down here. So I came from Wisconsin of all places. So uh, we share that in common, but it was very cold up there in Wisconsin, but it wasn't like I had a drive to get to Florida. You know, I got to get out of this. I just, it was job opportunity. And so I did and uh, moved down here and was single at the time and ended up getting married down here and settling in and uh, settling into what I love, uh, what I'm doing right now. And I couldn't be in a better spot all the way around. So it was a great move for me. And, and so tell me about what you do now, because, you know, you, you were an EOS implementer. You're kind of shifting off of that. Tell me about what you what, what you do and how you help companies. Yeah, well, let me give you a little background about that journey. One is that at uh, the company I was working with, we were growing quite rapidly. And we recognized, you know, that uh, we needed a new business system. And we were looking at scaling up. We were looking at EOS. We we're doing and we settled on EOS. And so we went into full implementation on EOS. And uh, it was like, you know, crack cocaine to me. Not that I do, not that I know anything really about that. <laughs> I want to qualify that. That's just the same. I mean, I just totally loved it. I mean, our whole team, what it did for our team. Uh, and I went to uh, Chris White, who's a, a, a implementer uh, here in Florida. That's who we use. And after we got through that, I said, 
went to him and I said, you know, Chris, I'm really thinking, I really love this. I kind of want to do this, you know? And he goes, he just got a smile and he goes, well, you won't be the first integrator that decided to go out and do this. And I said, well, great. And then we talked about my experience in franchising. So I am a CFE, which is Certified Franchise Executive. And I love franchising. I love franchising done right. I am well known for my operational excellence and striving for uh, unit level performance. And, you know, just couple with that, I saw a lot of opportunity. So I made the jump uh, back in October, 2019. I'm going to be an EOS implementer and I'm going to go at it. And what I discovered was... Uh, there was a much bigger need to work with these emerging franchisors, which are, you know, they're under a hundred units of franchises. Uh, they're growing, they're growing too fast. A lot of times they don't have a lot of support. So I was just working through all this and, and hearing some of their struggles and everything. I came up with uh, uh, my quote that is on my website is scale to get better before you scale to get bigger. And a lot of people like that. And I tell you, when I talk to people, that really resonates with them. And one of the challenges that I saw is that trying to implement full-on EOS, they weren't quite ready yet. I mean, they had a big gap between where they should be, you know, where they are and where they should be. So I started keying in on that and, uh, you know, staying focused on finding my unique ability. It just evolved to where I had talked to some of my EOS mentors and Chris White being one of them and saying, hey, I got this wild idea because fractional integrators, fractional COOs is a big thing and it's a good thing because a lot of companies might not have that role. They need it uh, or they do have someone, an integrator that needs a lot more grooming and coaching. So I kind of serve as that intermediary now of meeting the customer where they're at. And if I have people that need, you know, want and are ready for full-on implementation, I refer them to other implementers now, and I like to work alongside them. So my focus has changed. That's where I'm the most valuable. That's the, my love, my passion is operations. I didn't see that. That's why I want to be as an implementer. I didn't see that before, but now that I've been able to embrace EOS and utilize that, my gratification comes to working with these teams and getting them you know, to where scale to get better and they're at the better. And now, okay, now go with full EOS implementation. Nice. And so let, let's talk about what are those signs that someone's maybe not ready for EOS and, you know, and, and if you, if you don't know what EOS is, we've got a few other episodes that, you, you know, you can watch. Uh, so I won't get deep into the entrepreneur operating system from Gina Wickman, but tell me a little bit about, you know, where, where are those signs that, Hey, we're not ready for EOS. I think my approach, I, I discover that by I do, especially in franchising. Again, my main area is franchising. And what I do is an assessment. So I'll use the franchising as an example of these assessments, but I do tailor it to outside of franchise, I can use the same thing. But in franchising, it really boils down to how successful your franchisees are at the unit level. So I got this little quick thing that I came up called unit level success ratio. I go in and, and say, okay, tell me how you're serving your franchise. Tell me about your training. Tell me all your bandwidth. So basically look at the accountability chart, you know, and more times they don't have one. So if I go in and I be able to pinpoint where they're struggling, but I focus on that. We got to find out where you're at. Look at where you should be. Then we talk about where you want to go, which is, 
kind of a tenet of EOS. You know, as you burn through, you got your one-year execution to your three-year vision to your BHAG. But then I break into that gap analysis about where they should be, and I assess that. And I could come out and say, hey, great, you're ready for a full-on. You got all this, you got this. Like, because if they don't have that and there's a big gap there, they'll typically end up getting very frustrated with trying to implement EOS and, and the drop-off rate will greatly increase. You know, so this way it's like, I normally, it just starts universally. I start, well, I mean, I got a client that uh, is a marketing company that I was considering using for a client, didn't. And then he said, hey, Jerry, we need some help. I really want to do OES, but I don't think we're ready. And I said, yeah, I agree with you. And so I spent four months working with his integrator to build out their accountability chart based on that. Hey, here's where you know, let's define where you're at right now. And you know, you know, the pains integrator of where you should be. And let's define those two points. Okay. And then we get to the gap. So let's look at your accountability chart where you're at and what should your accountability chart look like for where you should be. And that's pretty much, I would say what I dial in on. You know, where in this mix do you start going, hey, we need to up sales and marketing? Do you get that stuff fixed first? Or, I mean, are you simultaneously looking at sales and marketing to get that ready? Well, uh, I'm going to be open, honest, and transparent. Okay. Sometimes when I do that analysis, sometimes my suggestion is to slow down. Interesting. And let's scale to get better before we keep getting bigger. So first and foremost, I can be real good at sales and my marketing's right on and I can sell like crazy and, and my marketing's working, but if I can't, my retention's it's terrible. My customer satisfaction terrible. My reviews are terrible. Sometimes I might need to fix that before I continue my thrust. You know, so I think working hand in hand is kind of the same thing. So what has been interesting with the pandemic is using that same approach is I do that gap analysis and I encourage people now to let's not get stuck. You know, it's like, it's like Mike Tyson always said, everybody's got a great plan to get smacked in the mouth, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, everybody got smacked in the mouth. They went down on the mat, you know, the eight counts coming, they're at six and seven, they finally get up and oh, I go back to my corner. Pretty soon we got to go on the offense. You know, if we're going to win the fight, we got to go on the offense. And I think it's being bold enough to just let go of where I've been, let go of what I've been doing, how I approach customers, and be bold enough to say, look, we got to look at our marketing. We got to look at what we're selling. We got to look, redo all this and be bold enough to do that. Interesting. And, and when you say bold, what does that mean? What do I have to do that's, you know, bold and scary? The first thing is, you know, have no fear. Okay. But you also have to have a great leadership team to be able to have, you got to have a great team to be able to venture, you know, go on there. And, and I think bold would just be no limits, no boundaries, no fear and give yourself permission. And, and if I can, I can give you a great example. Yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. All right. So one of my clients I, I took on when I first started, was best in class education center. And uh, they were a franchise unit, been in business for like 25 years. They had about 65 locations across the nation. And they were a brick and mortar education enrichment company. 
and retained me as their fractional COO and to groom an integrator and get them going. It was one of my first implementation gigs and with EOS. And, but I recognized, oh, we got a lot of stuff to fix here. And part of that was before the pandemic, we realized that our technical platform, our technology was so archaic and just couldn't get us where we wanted. Weren't serving the franchisees, right? We didn't have good marketing for the franchisees. So we just were starting on that and then the good old pandemic hit. And I call it the complacency buster. I don't call it a pandemic. I just say in business, it's a complacency buster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, well, and we were, we were the same way at best in class. Okay, hey, let's just improve upon what we got, you know? And this forced us on a path to say, okay, we got to respond quicker. We got to come up with a complete new platform. And we dared to dream. I said, starting with the visionary, the CEO, I said, you go write down your wildest vision that you can think of. And he did. And he brought it back to me because I'm just an operations guy for the execution. And I said, good, I can work with this. Let's get her done. I went back to the team. And so we dared to dream. And we came up with a brand new platform that the CEO was willing to invest in that allowed us to go direct to the consumer instead of through franchising. So now it changed everything. We had to redo our marketing. I was sharing with you earlier this was back in September of 2020 that I executed a contract with a marketing company to get us ready to launch uh, on February 8th from wow. scratch. We had nothing. We had no website. We had, we didn't even, all we knew was our business model, what our customer acquisition costs needed to be. I, you know, we didn't know how we were going to go out to digital world. We didn't do all that, but we had to be bold enough to say, you know what? We're going to figure, we're going to hire the best. We're going to get the best team with us and we're just going to get at it and we're going to make this happen. And everybody on the team was behind it. And we executed a complete new platform. That's just wild technology. I mean, there, there really literally is nothing else out there to compare with this. We've got some new national partners and it's, it's going to be a really big thing. We didn't even start with redoing the platform until September. Wow. It's being done. Wow. And, so, and how, how were you able to implement that big of a marketing strategy that fast? What were the keys, I mean, to doing that, especially like inside of the EOS structure? Well, is it okay to give a plug here? And Yeah, and, of course. Okay, okay. So I was on the search and, and I love me being a fractional uh, integrator, a fractional COO and, and coach and mentoring now, I totally believe in the fractional world. You know, whether it be a fractional CMO, which I know there's some, there's a lot of them that work in EOS. So I found this one with the company I used to work for. I used her a couple of times and I turned to her and she has a fractional marketing company. So she has a fractional CMO. She's got a stable of fractional CMOs. She's got fractional lead marketers. She's got content, got all this. So she's assembled this more of a fractional team approach. And then the company's name is Marketing Direction located uh, in Florida. Uh, not too far from me here in Safety Harbor. And when I was interviewing different marketing companies, I just came back to me, I need a big team. And I don't, so this would be the other thing about being fearless. Like, I don't have time to pull this aggressive time, which is pretty aggressive to start in September and launch this in February. You know, I didn't have any time to miss. And I did, so I had to find this marketing company 
that did this and she fit the bill and what they pulled off for us is just nothing short of phenomenal. So, I mean, but I couldn't have done it without having the right players and all the components, you know, and in fact, when I came across you guys look at that, I'm thinking, wow, I love this video thing, man. We got, you know, <laughs> it's just like videos king to tell the story. Uh, and that's going to be very powerful for us as we tell this adaptively story or the education company story. But I think that was it. It's just really don't be afraid. Well, I don't have the bench. I don't have the band. I don't have that in my account, but go find it. It's mm -hmm. out there, especially now, you know, just don't be fearful. Don't get blinded by fear there. You, you got to have the vision. We still got to have the vision that we're marching to, but create your execution plan based on what can be done, not based on what you have. Nice. That would be and, my biggest point. And okay. So now, My name is Gino Wickman. I decided that I want to start to put great video content out to the world. And so the goal was one great video every week. And, and so I was introduced to Ian and, and that's what brought me into this video world and got me embracing this video world and having a great strategy around putting videos out to the world. Cause there's so much more than just shooting a video. And so the way that he positions those videos, optimizes those videos. He's done a great job. You know, you've done this pivot and you, you've got this marketing plan in place and you're about to launch. And obviously EOS is about the numbers, right? And it's what, what you're going to track and, and you're going to pay attention to. And as an operations person, obviously you're probably very numbers oriented. What are you just know, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> call them the well, triple D's, you know, as a triple D's is data driven decisions. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Data, you know, how to make data driven decisions. So, you know, marketing world, there's 8,000 numbers, metrics you can run at. And, you know, some of them are trailing, some of them are leaning, some you can influence, some you can't, which ones are you going to be paying attention to in 2021 to really, you know, make sure you're on the right track. I think number one, is uh, especially if you're in the B2C world and even in B2B. Uh, and by the way, my specialty is uh, service-based businesses and B2C uh, and B2B, but service-based business. But I think customer acquisition cost is paramount. And what are you driving? What fits in your business model? When we embarked upon this new, and I had some of the team that I was, you know, they always come with stuff when we started looking at digital ad space, you know, on Facebook and why they're doing all these other and pay-per-click, you know, they wanted to, what's your budget and everything. And I'd say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've never done this before. Do you know? Well, no, we don't know. Well, we got to have a target. I said, all I can give you is my, my budgeted customer acquisition cost. Nice. That's all I can give you right now. But I know one thing, I got the team here to be smart enough to go figure this out. All I got to do is measure everything. So sometimes I might not know the benchmarks that I need to measure. I might not know those KPIs right away. The most important thing is to start measuring, you know, so then start measuring everything. You make decisions on the fly. It's kind of like our scorecard development. It's kind of like we're talking about here is a scorecard in EOS. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. There's not a one and done on the scorecard. And any implementer will tell people that. It's like, hey, we're going to start working on the scorecard. It's, it's living, it's breathing, and it's evolving. I'd say on saying, Amara, I'd say it starts with customer acquisition cost. I mean, because if I start with cost, uh, cost per click or, you know, part, I, 
what's that mean? I not yeah. I'm not smart enough to know that yet. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's great, great advice because I think a lot of people struggle with those metrics and then they look either at too many of them or they get yeah. stuck in one. And you know, I see that often too. And you know, what we're talking, we're talking to clients or I'm talking, you know, consulting and we see a marketing and someone just all of a sudden pulls a metric out. And I'm like, well, why is that important? Like, exactly. And like you well, said, the effort to measure it has to have an ROI. And yeah. sometimes people get hung up on measuring too much. Oh, I'm just gonna, you can get unhealthy with that. And, and you don't want to do that. And I think, and there's another example that we just learned. We thought that we were going to, we do an assessment in this educational business. We, do an assessment, which you call it getting to know your questionnaire, because kids, what we found out real quick in our testing and, and, and market testing was that kids don't want another test. And we were calling an assessment. And that was like, whoa, big negative. So we came up with getting to know your questionnaire. So we thought, okay, our point, we want to drive people to this free get to know you questionnaire that tells it's an assessment. When we're talking to the parents, we talk assessment. And we were driving to that. And so we did. And we have been beta testing. So we have company owned units in this franchise that we converted to this new model. So we had a great world here that we could do some testing with them as the guinea pigs. My ops team over there didn't always like that, but <laughs> we had like, when our preliminary runs, we had like an 80% bounce rate. I mean, we were getting phenomenal clicks to the landing page. Wow. But being able to you know what? I didn't have bounce rate as a KPI right then, mm -hmm. but we were looking at it well enough to say, well, what the heck guys? I mean, we got X amount of people that clicked and went to our landing page, but we're having an 80% bounce rate. That can't be. Yeah. But we had to reshape it and kicked us into, we use HubSpot now and we do all this other stuff. We said, okay, wait a minute, we're going about this wrong. So we reshaped and we're forgetting about all these people that need more information, aren't ready to make, because we found, okay, well, that makes sense. People are like, we're asking them to take an assessment, even though it's a no obligation or anything else, they're not ready to move forward yet. Mm -hmm. So now we change our landing page and everything else. They can still move forward to the assessment if they choose to. But now we had to refashion everything to reduce that bounce rate to get people into the nurturing pool to where we can nurture them and educate them and, and get the sales process going more because it might be a longer sales cycle with those people. That's a great discovery. That's a, and it's fantastic because also bounce rate is important there, but in a lot of industries, I see people worry about bounce rate way too early and it's, you know, in service company, like, oh, my bounce rate's this. I'm like, well, you, you don't have a conversion-based website. You're not a transactional website. Like for what you all are doing, it's a transactional website. Bounce rate is super important. But if you don't have a transactional website where you're trying to lead people it's, down that, it's, it's not a, a number yeah, to Yeah, you want to measure something else. You want to measure, you know, unique visitors. You want to need this. You want to measure some other things. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I guess, you know, going back to what I'm saying is, especially in marketing and uh, you've got to be bold, you got to be brave, but you, you know, it's like we spent X amount of dollars the first month and everybody was like trying to take it back to the customer acquisition cost. And I said, guys, that's not my interest right now. If we spent X amount of dollars, which is thousands of dollars, I said, I'm looking at that as paying for the learning experience. All I care about is that in these 30, 60, 90 days, right? We all say that it's 90 days. You don't, you don't go, that's the biggest thing. Everybody, they want instant results. Oh, well, let's do it for 30 days, see what happens. Like, no, 
So I was committed to spending X amount of dollars to do that. And I had to reshape even the team's mentality on this. Say, guys, this is test time. This is yeah. discovery time. This is figure it out time. That's such and a we got to be, be able to be fast enough to pivot, to adjust and go at it. Don't get like blinders on and say, well, this is what we said. So we're just going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. This is what we thought was important. So we're just going to keep measuring that. No, you know, be open and say, hey, you know, the end goal is, you know, what? I know what our targeted cost of uh, customer acquisition cost is. And yeah. I honestly don't know what this major new company launch. This is a big company launch. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're launching into 25 metro markets as a test market, our initial wow. market into 25 markets on Monday. I literally don't know what our customer acquisition cost is going to end up being. Yep. But all I know is in 90 days, we're going to know that answer and we're going to be the best we can be. And I'm going to have a reality then. Yes. And, and, that, I think, yeah, that, and that side of it was too high. Then my focus, I already know my focus got to be on organic, 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 tell the story. And, you know, then we got to pump that side up to get it down. That's, and that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, a lot of companies don't realize that. And that's why they say marketing doesn't work. Oh, I spent X dollars on marketing. Well, you didn't give it the time. You didn't give it the effort. You didn't, you weren't open to pivoting. Um, and a lot of them don't have a plan either, right? They're like, oh, I'll spend $5,000 if I get, you know, and, and they want to get a three to one return in 30 days. <laughs> hey, you know, when you find uh, one like that, that works, let me know. Yeah, please. <laughs> I know. I'll, it's like I'll be, I'll be in a lot better shape uh, for some of my customers on doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's the truth of marketing, but that's what makes great companies is is that mentality, looking at the numbers, paying attention to numbers, having a, a long term vision, and then figuring out when the numbers aren't right to uh, what what to turn, what knobs to turn. Um, well, here's a here's a beauty about doing throws in. The beautiful thing about this is that we're doing this. We we haven't abandoned our franchise model. We're just not selling franchises anymore. So we still have our franchisees. We're still totally dedicated to them to their success. They get all the benefits of this new system over to their exclusive territories. But look at the information we're going to have from this marketing and everything else to take it down there. And that was one of our drives. Like wow, well, we got a profit center that we can get driving revenue like crazy because of what we learn on Adaptably. Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, and, you know, and, and so having, uh, would you consider, I'm assuming you consider yourself the integrator for this company? Yes. Yeah. Actually, with this customer, it's three different companies. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the integrator, you know, I have, I have people I'm grooming underneath me for that role. But yes, I'm the integrator now. No, and so, what points should a company be finding an integrator and how do they go about to find the right one? I know that's a big one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, my opinion is, you know, when we look at a visionary that's finally saying, okay, I want to look at EOS. It makes sense to me. I realize I've hit the ceiling. I need to do something different. Uh, you know, a lot of times that visionary is trying to be the integrator. So it's a VI role, visionary integrator role. You still have to have the end in mind, you know, which is a big EOS tenant. And well, how are we going to get you an integrator? How are we going to get you out of the integrator seat and do that? I like to look at this to say, you know, we have the GWC was to get it one at capacity uh, that we work through and finding the right people to put in the right seats. Uh, I use another great concept. It's a uh, it's tour of duties. Uh, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a great concept by Reed Hoffman, who uh, was the LinkedIn founder of how he grew his company is I love it is because it puts GWC on steroids, but it also lets you identify who can be transformed, who's transformational in your core that I might have a manager of ops that in a year could grow through certain stages and become that integrator. Mm. Okay. So it's fueling more. And that's one of my loves and passions is utilizing these tools. Say, let's look at who we got and let's look at who could grow and who, but it's going to be where do they want to go? You know, what do they, what do they say they want to be when they grow up? So the fractional part of it is that that allows a company, a visionary to hire someone in the fractional space like me. And there's many other fractional integrators starting to come out there. I mean, it, it just makes sense now. So mm-hmm. that they could get somebody with my skills and experience for, I can really accelerate them on a fractional basis. They can afford me and we can grow into hiring their full-time integrator or grooming somebody. Yeah. And that, I think that's great. That's awesome. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's the thing that almost every entrepreneur needs. And well, that's a way to look at it too. Well, let's look at that fractional thing. I, I think that's, yes, I'm a fractional integrator, but fractional sales, fractional mm-hmm. marketing. There's tons of people out there right now like me in those spaces that do very well. A lot of them have a good stable. It's like the marketing company that I gave you the example, Marketing Directions. There's hired guns out there like me that you can go get the job done with on a fractional basis. Don't get stuck. It's just like we were talking about. Don't get stuck about what resources you have, what they're, hey, there's opportunities. If, if you see this and you can, if the visionary can see it, envision it all i know is it can happen Mm -hmm. all we have to do is make that jump but as we know the visionary is not usually the one that's great at operations and getting that execution now i can work aside that vi that visionary integrator help him or i can serve as a fractional integrator and sometimes i go out and find a fractional sales leader or i find a fractional marketing person and say hey how are we going to get this done what can you do what's your cash reserve what you know all those things combined how do we do this Love it. Love it. So if someone wants to work with you, tell us about the best way to come work with Jerry Hanley as that integrator, fractional integrator, fractional COO role. Well, I, my website, it's launch to growth. Uh, it's a uh, launch and then the uh, T O the word growth and uh, com, And that's the best way. It's got my uh, phone number on it. it comes directly to me. My email is on there. My email is Jerry at with a G. So it's Jerry with a G. G-E-R-R-Y at launchtogrowth.com. Love it. And who's the perfect client for you? Oh, yeah. I have another saying I love is recognition of the problem is 90% of the solution. And I, whether it's a visionary or an integrator, uh, they got to be willing, they got to know that they have to make a change and they're willing to and ready to. Uh, a mentor of mine in franchise, he's a big, uh, big, big consultant, always has been, he's, he was born, literally born into franchising. And he, when I was getting wisdom from him and counsel about doing this, he told me, he goes, Jerry, be very selective of who you choose to work with. Because if it goes south and it's not even, even if it isn't your fault, it's gonna be your fault. Yeah. So I really focus on 
finding that CEO that's ready. Nice. I think that's anybody in EOS implementation. The CEO, the CEO, the CEO, CEO have to be ready for this. Yep. And um, the other thing is, you know, if I got to drag them into it, I got to drag them through it. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old for that one, you know. So yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. I feel the same way about marketing. It's like yeah. if you're if you're ready for great marketing, that's fine. You can call us. But if you're in video, but if you're not, I'm not selling you on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jerry, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Uh, we'll make sure to go check out launchtogrowth.com. And, uh, you know, once the new venture comes up, we're going to, I'm going to follow up with you, see what's going on, see how all those metrics came out. Okay. I'll be happy to share. I hope that they're, we're going to get some metrics. I'll just see how they go. <laughs> I got to fill that. We got to fill that funnel right now, you know, and get conversions to, you know, when you're pre-revenue in a company and you're launching and spent this much money, I mean, we're well into seven figures on this investment, you know, like uh, the CEO and I always say, you know, revenue makes all the difference in the world. It does. It <laughs> so does. Well, we got to just start there. generating revenue. Oh yeah. We'll have fun doing it too. You'll get there. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you all for listening or watching us, uh, Jerry and myself. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know, it'll make you an authority. You know, it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.